Are we worried about Anthony Volpe? Well. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us your first listen. I'm your host, Stacey Gonsoulias, and this episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MLB60 and use code MLB60 for 60% off plus free shipping. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, what do we have today? Oh, what do we have today? Uh, we got to look ahead to tonight's game, game two in Cleveland. That's coming up in our final segment. We got to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays as well. They're off to a tear here in the AL East. Um, we also need to talk about Anthony Volpe. Before we get to that, however, we want to ask you for questions. Remember, every Friday is Fan Mail Friday here on Locked on Yankees, so you can always comment on any one of our YouTube episodes throughout the week, and we will save those questions and answer them on Fridays. We already have one from our Monday episode, um, so be a part of the show. Anyway, uh, Anthony Volpe, off to a slow start, Stacey. Four for his first 31. He went 0 for 3 on Monday. How are you feeling about Volpe's first 10 games in the bigs? Is it, I'm worried, but I'm not worried? Does that, like, I'm, I'm No, that makes no sense. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm worried just because I don't want him to fall into, like, a pattern of badness but i'm also kind of like he's a rookie he hasn't faced these guys ever i mean you know he wasn't facing a slouch on, slouch on monday night he's facing shane bieber for uh, those first few innings there um you know he's making contact with the ball which isn't worrying me yes his strikeouts are kind of up there but he doesn't look lost he's just he just needs time to adjust it's too early to freak out i think if he's still this bad you know, early May, then there's something to worry about. But 10 games in, I'm not that worried yet. So this is what Anthony had to say the other day to The Athletic. Quote, I was probably hard on myself, not giving myself any excuses because I feel like I am working hard and equipped to go out and perform. But at the end of the day, as long as the process is good and my swing decisions, the rest will take care of itself. In the first week or so, that's what was frustrating. So he feels like he is putting in the work. I mean, of course he does. I'm sure he does. Right. All players feel that way. But um, so, yeah, he, he's feeling the frustration already early. So that that's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that he isn't used to seeing these types of pitchers. And that's how I felt. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was like, OK, well, spring numbers. He had great spring numbers. Obviously, that's how he won the job. And uh, he's probably facing a bunch of triple A and double A guys. Not necessarily the case, actually. So I went and looked. Uh, at every bad, uh, every pitcher he faced throughout spring and compared it to every pitcher he's faced so far. Some of the notable pitchers he faced throughout spring training, um, I just handpicked and cherry-picked a couple of guys, Aaron <laughs> Nola, Kenta Maeda, Pablo Lopez, Nick Pavetta, and Greg Soto. Uh, in those at-bats, those plate appearances, he went four for eight with a double, triple, homer, and a walk. Hmm. Uh, throughout the regular season now, he has faced Shane Bieber, Craig Soda, and Aaron Nola, 
included Taiwan Walker, Ross Stripling, Alex Cobb, and Logan Webb, and of course, a handful of relievers. But throughout those at-bats, he has now gone four for 31. Mm -hmm. Uh, In those 51 spring at-bats we talked about, and this is one of the sticking points for us, we're worried about 13 strikeouts. He has now struck out 12 times in 31 major league at-bats. So that's the concerning part is where he is almost at the same strikeout totals in 20 less at-bats. Hmm. Uh, that's concerning to me. It's the strikeouts. And that was something we were talking about before. Um, and I, I still am in the camp of, I like his swing, but this was some of the Anthony Volpe issues. We saw at AAA last season hmm. was when he was being overpowered, he was striking out during hmm. those at bats. Yeah. Now, can you say that during the spring, a lot of the guys aren't, they're working on things. So sure. that's probably why he performed better against some of these guys. I mean, I know Aaron Nola gave him props for uh, something that he did against him during one of the games that they played against the Phillies. Um, but I mean, you can look at it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, the strikeout numbers are concerning in that few, that gap of 20 at bats is, is concerning. Um, but again, I feel like, you know, if, if he's still like this in a month, then yeah, they should be worried. (laughs) So that, that month timeline you just gave me is interesting because it seems like we haven't changed. So this, I'm going to go ahead and play an old clip from an old locked on Yankees episode. This is from the 27th and it's mostly me talking. Don't worry, Stacey. Uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot, Um, but this is what we said about Anthony Volpe when he, when it was announced that he was making the club. So go ahead and take a listen to this. And, and that's my fear is what's the clock on Anthony? Like, yeah. what are they going to be patient enough? Cause he, they need to be patient. They right. have to give him at least a month mm-hmm. of regular at bats to adjust at least like yeah. he's a kid. He's a, he's a kid that has barely played triple a ball and, and I'm not putting it past him to be able to do it. I think he's got all the talent in the world. I love this kid. Um, but they, they have to handle it. Right. And I think that's still where my gripe lay lies and, and where I'm still like, is this going to happen? Stacey, your thoughts on what I had to say about that. Uh, is that timeline still, I said a month yeah. and we are 10 games for Volpe in. Right. I still think it's a, it's a month, maybe not a month from now, but a month, you know, so by Total. the beginning of May, like when May, when April turns into May, I think maybe that would be the timeline. Yeah. Because remember, Aaron Boone had talked about Oswald Peraza and, uh, during spring training. He he had mentioned on Yes Network about Peraza and what that conversation was like when they told him that he was not making the club and it's going to be Volpe. He said that he took it like a pro, and but they wanted to make sure he understood that they still had him and held him in high regards. Right, He's off to a pretty good start in, in Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. He didn't play on... Monday because the rail riders weren't playing on Monday. They weren't playing on Sunday. We talked to Connor Foley beat rider uh, on Monday's episode. Um, and he had said that, you know, he's kind of taking a couple of days off. They had a, a light injury that they're not too concerned with. Um, but Volpe is playing or rather Peraza is playing well to start the year. And I, I think that this spring battle, it's still going. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I, yes, Volpe won out of spring training, but I think that, that there's a very much still a battle very alive. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, yeah, it'll I'm, be very I'm interesting curious. to see if he turns things around and if he doesn't, what they do. Yeah. And again, how long is that timetable? Because that's my timetable was a month. Right. Is that the Yankees timetable? They haven't said anything about that. Right. Uh, how long are they going to wait? 
because I mean, this, this happens to a lot of guys, mm-hmm. a lot of guys, this, some guys go through this for years. Right. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not the easiest adjustment in the world. Um, I'm not, not concerned, but I'm not concerned. You know, I'm, I'm teetering on concern. Wait, how could you not, not be concerned and be concerned and I, can't be not worried but worried at the same time it's the same because thing. none of this makes any sense <laughs> I'm just joking with you uh i don't know i let let us know how you feel about this like i think there will become a tipping point where it becomes a concern right. um there you know him still batting nine you remember aaron boone said that he would maybe sliding him in the fighter five or six or even in the leadoff spot at times yeah this volpe is not playing in the five six or leadoff spot he is very much sticking eight nine right so I'm curious. So again, let us know how you feel about this slow start for Anthony Volpe. Were you anticipating this? Um, are you worried about this? What is your timeline? How long are you giving Anthony Volpe before uh, you think the Yankees might need to make a change? Again, let us know in the comment section here on YouTube. Speaking of other guys mm-hmm. that uh, might be drawing some concerns, Stacy, I know you're very concerned about Domingo Herman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monday's game was not a fun watch for anyone. And it would have been over a lot quicker if he didn't walk so many guys and didn't nibble so much. Uh, He was pulled with no outs in the fourth. The one good thing is didn't give up. You know, it wasn't like he gave up long balls. He didn't make too many mistakes up in the air. He just couldn't locate, I guess is what we're talking about. He was, he was super upset at himself too. Yeah. Yeah. You could see that five walks, no strikeouts, only lasted three innings, could not get that out in the fourth. Um, and the four games that the Yankees have lost have been started by Domingo Herman, Domingo Herman, and Clark Schmidt and Clark Schmidt. So <laughs> tough, tough pills to swallow there. Um, I mean, Herman not getting out of the fourth. It's really the last. That's thing. hard. Yeah. That's hard on a bullpen that had to have been used the last couple of days. Yes. And, yeah. and to their credit, I mean, yes, they lost, but it was a tight ball game. Sure. Yeah, that was the other annoying thing. Uh, The Yankees got something going against Shane Bieber right away. The Yankees tend to get things going against Shane Bieber. He kind of can't pitch against them in some cases. Like they, they get to him sometimes. They had second and third, no outs. They had already scored two and then nothing. Yeah. (laughs) It was one of those games where when that happened, I thought to myself, that might've been the best chance for them to score. And it kind of worked out that way because, you know, you watch enough baseball games, you watch enough of the Yankees and, you know, from this group of guys and the way the lineup is constructed, you think to yourself, it's going to be one of those games. And it was, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's game one of a, of a set here. Uh, still got one here tonight. Again, we're going to preview that preview that in our last segment. Um, I mean, with Rodon still with no timeline here, um, we haven't heard much about Sevi um, either um, about what the plan is here, but <sighs> Brito, you know, like you're still thinking about Johnny Brito and, and it's like, uh, you know, the, 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 the attractive woman across the way, you're like, Hmm, thinking about her a little bit. And I'm thinking about Johnny Brito a little bit. I know you're thinking about Johnny Brito a little bit. A lot of it. A, a lot, lot of it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right now it's burrito. Like, I mean, you know, gun to my head, flip a coin. It's right now it's burrito. Oh yeah. Um, and you slide Herman into a long reliever role. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe Schmidt as, you know, a one inning bullpen guy. Cause I don't see him going for more than that. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's. I mean, yeah. Schmidt or, or Herman right now for five, if you had to pick one, is it Schmidt? Oof. I know you haven't been, you've been nonplussed about Clark as well to start the year. Yeah, because he doesn't really have a put out pitch. Um, yeah. Herman, just because of uh, more tra- major, major league track record. Yeah, maybe, I feel like Schmidt I, slides out. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's really close though. Like I picked yeah. Herman by like a hair over Schmidt sure. in that situation. Sure. Who do you pick? You know how we like to ask uh, and drop them in the comment section here on YouTube. And if you're on our audio side, hop on over to the YouTube side. It's a whole bunch of fun. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, should you be worried about the Tampa Bay Rays? 10 and 0 to start. We're going to talk about it. So stick around. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Game weeks happen twice weekly. They span three to four days. And at the end of each week, so rare managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboard will win a variety of rewards. And there are a ton of them. So check them out. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. So head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today back here on locked on yankees our second segment the tampa bay rays are 10 and 0 to start the season after a one nothing win over boston on monday night stacy are you worried about the tampa bay rays yes and no Yes, because, my God, what a start for them. But they're also playing easy teams right now. I mean, but that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to beat up on easy teams. And um, I'm just worried because it feels like the Yankees last year when they opened up to that big lead in the AL East, and then they went through that really bad August that was so bad, if they didn't have the big lead, they would have lost the division. But they didn't. And I feel like Tampa is getting the ball rolling because they have a pretty easy schedule for the first month of the season. I know this because I've written a couple of articles about them and I've had to watch locked on Rays for my research. (laughs) And for the first month of the season, the only team that they were playing against in the first three, three or so weeks um, who had a record of 500 or more were the white Sox, who finished exactly at 81 and 81 in 2022. Now the Red Sox coming into Monday night's game were five and four. So they were above 500 this year, but last year they were not. They finished last in the AL East. So the thing about the Rays was they were worried about Tyler Glass now being out. He injured his oblique during spring training. He was going to miss at least six to eight weeks, and they were wondering about the rotation. Not a problem. Um, (laughs) The guys in the rotation are – there are two guys with no ERAs. And two wins because they haven't given up any runs. They outscored their opponents so far in this 10-game streak, 76 to 19. So it's not just the pitching, it's also the offense. Now, again, Monday night, they only won by one run. But against the A's over the weekend, they won Saturday 11-0 and Sunday 11-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they so, play Detroit, uh, D.C., 
Oakland and now Boston. After this series with the Red Sox, uh, they head up to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Then they uh, head out to Cincinnati. Oh, right. Toronto ret- was above the White yes. Sox. Were, yeah. Then they return home against Chicago. Then they host the Astros. Then go to Chicago for all White Sox. Then mm-hmm. they have the Pirates. Then they face the Yankees uh, during the first week of May starting on Cinco de Mayo. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, and then even after that series, they got Baltimore. Yeah, you know, so it, it's a, it's a. I mean, yes, it, they're all major league teams, but right. <laughs> yes, it, it is a lighter schedule. Um, of course, the Yankees now facing off with Cleveland, who don't sleep on the Cleveland Guardians, man. Yeah, they're a good club, man. They're a good club. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, four games back here, heading into play on Tuesday, April the eleventh. I mean. There's plenty of time. Duh, there's plenty of time. But yeah. it, it does end up coming down. Doesn't seem like it always ends up coming down to September. And you're going, remember that 10 and 0 start? Remember right. that 15 and 1 start? Those are types of mountains that are that are hard to climb back from. Even though the Yankees are playing well, uh, they're not they're not undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's the thing about the Rays starters without glass now. Jeffrey Springs, Drew Rasmussen, Shane McClanahan, and Zach Eflin. Um they're all 2-0, and all four of those guys, to start the season. Springs and Rasmussen have pitched 13 innings each and not given up any runs. Eflin has the highest ERA out of those four with a 3.2 second, this second, seven. And McClanahan has a 1.50 ERA. Yeah, they're both, yeah. their pitching staff is ridiculous. Their yeah. pitching staff is ridiculous. It's just yeah. it's so good. And mm-hmm. they got the hitters to back it up. Wander Franco's off to a great start to the year. Um, yeah, I think I think the... I think Tampa Bay heading into 2023 was very um, underappreciated by a lot of people. Yeah. And I think they're already showing we are legit and they are uh, because all the talk was Yankees, Toronto, Yankees, Toronto. Right. Everyone forgot about Tampa Bay. And I very much think you can't forget about Tampa Bay. Yeah. The other incredible thing about this was through Sunday, they had 24 home runs and the only team to hit more home runs during their first nine games was the 2000 Cardinals who hit 25 in their first nine games. They're off to an incredible start. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't care who you're playing. You still got to beat them. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yankee fans. I'm letting you know, Tampa Bay is going to be a problem, more of a problem than a lot of people anticipated. So don't only think about the blue Jays. You got to think about the Rays as well. Um, let us know in the comment section, as always. Are you worried about the Tampa Bay Rays? I'm telling you, you should be. Uh, coming <laughs> up next, uh, we got to look ahead to tonight's Game 2 in Cleveland. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss the chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up FanDuel, official partner of major league baseball so game two cleveland our stopper garrett cole <laughs> up against hunter gaddis gaddis pitched three and two-third innings on march 31st gave up four runs on five hits he hit a batter walked one struck out four 
and that was a 9-4 win against Seattle. April 5th, six innings pitched. He beat Oakland, Oakland. 6-4. Big time. Uh, yeah. No runs. Uh, yeah. Six shutout innings against Oakland. Right. So the bullpen coming off kind of, of a, screwed yeah. that up for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coming off of a very, very strong start, Hunter Gaddis is. But Garrett Cole, we have been detailing out how incredible of a start it is. His second best two-game start to the season in his career and his best in a Yankees uniform. He is on another tear. I'm very curious, Stacey, how his fastball plays tonight uh, Mm. against the team that doesn't chase a lot. Mm. Um, Not that he's been throwing his fastball out of the zone. Right. He's been throwing it up, though, um, up in the zone. He hasn't been throwing up, to my knowledge. <laughs> but uh, he has been throwing it up in the zone, and I'm curious to see if the Guardians take the bait. Yeah. I'm also curious to see how he's going to pitch in better weather because he's had bad weather the last two starts, and he's been fine, which is great to yeah. see from Garrett Cole. Um because, you know, the weather's starting to get springy over here on the eastern part of the country. You know, 70s and 80s are creeping in this week. So he's going to have much better better weather on Tuesday. And, yeah, it, we'll see how the velocity is with that also. And um, how the ball carries. And if mm-hmm. he is throwing it in the zone, if someone connects where it goes. Because that's his problem. Because he likes to throw strikes. And when you throw strikes and you locate in the zone, if someone hits it, I mean, you know, it stands to reason. These are all major league hitters. So that's just the type of guy he is. And he said that before the season started. He goes, you know, I'm going to give up home runs because I like to throw the ball in the zone. And it's just going to be interesting to see how that works out on Tuesday. Yeah. And Cleveland's not known as a power hitting team. Right. Uh, Jose Ramirez notwithstanding. Uh, but yeah, so I'm curious to see the first matchup against Stephen Kwan. Uh, Kwan looked great on Monday. He t- took a really long, a couple of bats against Domingo Herman that went really well for him. Um, I, I love Stephen Kwan as a ball player. I think yeah. he's a great ball player. Um, and I love uh, the way he battles at the plate. So that's going to be fun because it's not like Stephen Kwan is is Shohei Otani. Uh, he he is very much Stephen Kwan, and he's just going to battle and foul off tough pitches. And that's all Garrett Cole throws is tough strikes. Um, yeah. And that's all he's thrown in his first two outings. Um, so we'll see if the strikeout numbers are there again. A team that, again, also doesn't really strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an interesting matchup tonight. Um, keep your eye on that slider. It's looked really, really good through his first two outings. And again, that fastball up in the zone has been the bread and butter for Garrett Cole. So I'm keeping my eye out for that tonight. Um, and and we'll see how it plays against uh, against this Cleveland offense that could win the series tonight. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking um, I'm thinking Cole will probably last longer than Herman did. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to quote you on that. And I'm going to do like what I did earlier in the show today. And I'm going to pull that <laughs> clip from today. And then I'm going to put it on tomorrow's show uh, if you're wrong. Um, anyway, thanks for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy strategies. You can find it everywhere, including on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Steve Granado. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias, and we'll see you tomorrow.